from one end of the country to the other. And this is cross country comments. There you go. Okay. Okay, All maybe right. the cross country comments we shouldn't do. <laughs> but I like the rest. Let's, let's, let's do it one more time. Okay, okay. Uh, also, I haven't stopped recording, so. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, you ready? Ready? Go. From one end of the country to the other. This is cross country comments. <laughs> I don't. What do you want to do? <laughs> so okay, okay. So 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 I say one end of the country. You say to the next, and you pick it up with uh, this is cross, and then I say country, and then you say comment, so that you can be like the main one talking. But why am I the main one talking? Because I like the way you introduce the folks what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> so, right. so, so I got to start with from one end of the country, and then you say to the next, this is cross, and then I say country. All right, you ready? We'll do it one more time. And this is the final All time. Right. Ready? Three, two, okay, one. From one end of the country to the other, this is cross country. Comments. I okay. That was better. That was better. I almost yeah, forgot my line there for a second. If you couldn't tell, um, hi guys, welcome. Uh, this is starting off very differently. Um, yes. we we're trying to see if we want to do like an intro type thing just because going, hey guys, is very generic. Uh, so yeah, it's it's fine, but we're gonna have to iron that out a little bit. Um, but hi guys, welcome to Cross Country Comments. Uh, we are back after a bit of a hiatus. Um, <clears throat> we were posting kind of intermittently. We were planning on doing the marble like day after day after day after day for like a week. Uh, that didn't happen, number one, because there was way too much to talk about. Uh, and we had to extend it to basically seven days. And on top yeah. of that, the editing software started glitching out. So every time it would glitch out, the whole recording would boom, and yeah. you'd have to like redo the editing. So that kept happening over and over and over. And so we were never able to post in that time. Uh, so bit of a hiatus while we got that figured out, but we are good and ready to go. Um, sure. We are going to be posting normal time uh, Sundays at three o'clock eastern standard time and then uh, 12 o'clock pacific standard. correct um so uh the the when you guys if you guys are listening to this over the podcast it may be posted before that but we're talking about the youtube video um we might post them at the same time it kind of just depends we're still figuring that out we are still a bit of a newer podcast channel anyway um yeah. but uh Anyways, welcome, guys. Uh, so we have a few things to cover. Uh, a lot happened while we were on our little hiatus. <clears throat> and surprisingly, what we're going to be covering today is actually mostly movie related. Um, so a lot, a lot, a lot of trailers dropped. And there are three specific ones that we want to look at. We're not going to, um, like, react to them because, I mean, we've already seen them. But what we are going to do is we're going to talk about what we expect from the movie, 
um, what we're thinking about, what theory we, theories we might have, stuff along those lines. And then uh, the second topic is has to do with a movie as well that's coming out, but not a ton of information has been released on. So we're going to give our speculation on that. So uh, we will get started on the first one. Javen, if you want to take it away with our first segment here. Cool. So we're like Garrett said, we're going to be talking about trailers. Um, there are there are three specific trailers that we wanted to cover. Um, so the first one I feel like we should cover should be just so that we can, you know, move on more since we don't know much about this one. I think we should start with Blue Beetle. OK. Um, probably, in my opinion, uh, the most anticipated tra- uh, DC trailer. Um, well, the second most anticipated DC trailer, in my opinion, uh, this is actually one of my favorite, uh, Blue Beetle, uh, he is one of my favorite heroes of all time, uh, I mained him in Injustice 2, I got a whole bunch of gear, um, but the way they're representing Blue Beetle here is really different, and I'm really here for it, um, but I wanted to see what your takes on Blue Beetle is, just because, like, I noticed that you were... Uh, noticing more of the uh, the core changes of just who Jaime is in general and how, like, you know, uh, more that he's connected with his family in this one. So I wanted you to, to cover this one just because I knew that you kind of, like, were paying attention way more to this trailer than I did. So you took Okay. It. I will say you had the hype factor going, so... No, yeah, the, the hype, like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, movie feels so good. But but you had, you had more of the intellectual one with this trailer, so you, you got to take so when it comes to Blue Beetle, I don't know like a massive amount. Like I haven't read a, read a ton of his comics, um, but I know that there were two Blue Beetles before Jaime Reyes. There was some. I know his last name is Garrett, just because. <laughs> um, but I can't remember his, his first name. But he was the first Blue Beetle, and as far as I know, he used the Scarab just like Jaime is in a certain way. Uh, and then Ted Cord took over, and he didn't trust the blue beetle scarab. So he locked it away and used basically became like another Batman used his funds, his riches to become superhero. Um, and don't hate on me in the comments. That's not all Batman is, but, um, so when Jaime Reyes takes over, he goes back and uses the scarab, but his design is completely different in the best way possible because they based it on the injustice Two game. Um, and so in the trailer, he actually gets the scarab and it like does this horror movie scene, grotesque, shoot you up to the ceiling and materialize like it's horrifying, but also a spectacle if you're a comic nerd. Yeah. Um, so in the comics, his family does not know at least not immediately, that he's Blue Beetle. Um, yeah. he, he hides it for a good long period of time, and then his family finds out eventually, as every comic book character does. Um, yep. But in this one, it's literally like, oh my gosh, what's happening? He has a suit on now. So they immediately know that he's Blue Beetle, and honestly, I like that take, just because it has been so overdone, the secret identities which can work if you do it right. But at the same time, we've had so many of those that it's like, okay, his family knows 
they can work with them. Like this movie is about family. And some of my favorite movies of all time are family oriented. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite Disney movies is Encanto just because the, the family aspect in that is great. Uh, Incredibles, obviously a great family superhero movie. So the fact that his family knows and seems like they're going to be helping him is great. And in one of the scenes, you can actually see Ted Cord and the previous before him, Blue Beetles uh, suits yeah. uh, in the background. So Ted Cord is obviously going to be in either in it or Cord Industries is going to be very prevalent. Um, I will also say I found out one thing who one of the villains is. So, do you know the woman who comes in with the red hair? And is like the, the scarab... Trailer? Yes. Yeah, I don't know who she is, but yeah, I saw her in the trailer. Yeah. And it's like, the scarab chose you, but it belongs to me. You know yeah. why she says that? Why? That's Ted Cord's sister. Oh. Vanessa Cord. Oh. And I That's think she might be running Cord Industries. Oh, okay. I don't know for sure. This is all speculation. I know who that is because I got it pointed out to me. She is a brand new comic book character. Like, she was only brought into the comics, I think, a couple months ago. Okay. But, so, um, she, she's going to be one of the main antagonists. But I got to say, the suit, oh, it is one of the best practical suits we've gotten in years it's amazing uh, it reminds me of the first iron man yeah when, when tony when, when robert downey jr was actually in a suit for some of the scenes yeah. um oh my gosh and the fact that he brings out uh cloud's sword at the very end did you notice that yeah, yeah. Dude, I just thought it was a normal sword, but I looked and I was nah. like, that's the, what is it called? The buster? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that's what it's called. But yeah, that was the specific sword. Like, it wasn't just a random one. Oh, yeah, it's th so tight. This movie gives me, uh, like, Power Rangers slash, oh, man, Power Rangers slash, like, Iron Man vibes. One thing that I that I want to see uh, that they clear up is because with the comic books for Blue Beetle, Dan Garrett, uh, he gets a scarab. He That's has all his name. powers, right? Yeah. But then once he dies, uh, Theodore Cord, or Ted Cord, he gets the scarab, but he doesn't use it. But he takes up the mantle for Blue Beetle. Exactly. So now I'm wondering if they're going to take it on the ground or take it, you know, on their own. I want to see if that Ted Cord in that universe, uh, in this Blue Beetles universe, see if he uses Scarab or not. Well, I feel like that would make a whole, like, different story with his sister being in on it. Because it could have been cool if he kept the Scarab, like, safe just so that nobody else used it and then she would want it. Or he used it and he died using it and she felt like since, you know, she's related to him that she needed to take it. Like I, I feel like I, I feel like him him using or not using the scarab is like pretty big with the whole Blue Beetle story, in my opinion. 
I mean, because that's it's a huge deal that he didn't use it in the comic books, at least. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be using it. And like he, he will not have used it. I think he's going to go the route of billionaire playboy philanthropist, whatever. Just because right. we see Jaime's family in the Blue Beetle, like flying in the Beetle, I guess you would call it. I don't know what it's actually called, but so you, so you think that they're just going to record stuff? I think that. Jaime, that, ooh, my speculation is that Ted Kord, he's one of two things. He's either exiled in hiding, or maybe faked his own death kind of thing, or he hates what his sister is doing. I think he's going to be on on Jaime's side. I don't think he's going to be an antagonist. So... He's either going to have faked his own death and be in exile and then still have access to his stuff and, like, Jaime's going to find him. Or he's going to hate what his sister's doing, take Jaime under his wing kind of thing and be like, if you need help, I'm here to help. Um, I'm, do- I'm done with Blue Beetle. It's your turn. That's okay, I get it. I get it. So, um, or he's just dead and Jaime steals everything. Right, that's what I was thinking. But like, it would be cool if Ted Cord was kind of like in on it, though. Yeah, I will also say for anyone listening, uh, I have a bit of a stuffy nose, so if you hear me like sniffling or <laughs> clearing my throat occasionally, that is why. Um, but yeah, in in the movie or in the trailer, at least, um, it's like, why would you need the beetle, like the the vehicle, unless you couldn't fly? Hence, him not using the scarab. Yeah, or they might be doing the the whole Team Flash thing. I hope like, not. Or it's like Team Beetle. Dude. Like, we are all Blue Beetle. I don't think they'll go that far, but at the same time, I think his family is going to help him. Yeah, uh, I don't I, mind the help. I just don't like the them taking, like, the whole, like, team taking the mantle of, you yeah. know, the, like, the name, like, the Flash. I don't like Team Flash. It's yeah. Stupid. Also, I really, really hope that Vanessa Cord is just the first part antagonist, like the antagonist for the first part of the movie, and they never show us in the trailer the second part of the movie because I want um, what's his name? He's uh, like the Black Beetle, the giant dude from Young Justice. You know what I'm talking about? Oh shoot! Yeah. The the, uh, the alien race. That was- Nuts. What are they called? I can't remember their name. Um, That'd be nuts. You know who I'm talking about, though? I know exactly who you're talking about. So if he comes in and is like, this isn't yours. So, Bruh. dude, I That'd hope. Oh, I hope that happens so much. Um, That'd be nuts. But yeah, incredible trailer. Great song choice, may I add. Um, I've never even heard that song all the way through, but like. Oh, I hit. Uh, um, I've 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 been addicted to that song for so long, and it's funny because up till the trailer, I forgot about it, and I was like, okay, because it's a very addicting song. I, I like I sing it all the time. Yeah, I even danced it like way too many times. Huh? But then, as soon as the trailer started, I just want to rock. I was like, are you kidding? I just let go of the song, so now <laughs> I'm back on my my uh, my um my addictiveness to the song because it's catchy it's short 
and it's catchy and it's not even like a rap it's all just about the beat oh wow yeah it's literally just a hype <laughs> song. Like, oh i'm so sorry oh it's that was probably loud no oh you're good it was a song made for what it's it's a strict it's a song strictly made for dancing like there's oh yeah just the this ain't what you want this ain't what you want i was like ah oh, dude and and the fact that that part was playing when he was being covered by the Blue Beetle, like, yeah. like this isn't what you want. <laughs> my my favorite part was the ding. Whoa! I love that. Like it went up to the, like the the ceiling. I love that part. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so good. So we were both very excited for Blue Beetle. Uh, Jamin can and tell let, you. Let me just say. Let me just say. I don't like any of the people that are calling this like a basic trailer or like saying like, yeah, it's generic. They, I don't think they understand what makes a, a really good superhero movie. And I think they kind of just throw it into the basket already. Like, oh, okay. It's just another superhero game. movie. All right. And, and I, and I feel like they, people just need to give it a chance nowadays, especially when it comes to like a character that isn't new because he's yep. not new anymore. You know what I mean? So well, he's newer. He's newer, but he's not new. So there's hope for, um, there's hope for stuff that already has been covered in comics. Does that make sense? It's already yeah, whose story has already been told. It like, does hope for that kind of stuff. It does make sense, but I think it also will help because the guy who plays Jaime Reyes has been playing in Cobra Kai for five seasons. And it, it's been the like one of the top shows on Netflix for years. So the fact that he is playing him, I think, will boost this movie sales by an extravagant yeah. amount. And this was not supposed to be a movie at first. This yeah, was, was supposed to be. Show. Yep. James Gunn nixed yeah. the TV show thought and was like, no, 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 we're making this into a movie. And yeah. so the fact that they redid stuff enough to where they can just fit it into one movie. I am so pumped. Same, same. I, I, so, I, I can't wait for it. Yeah. So we have two more movies to cover. Uh, what, which, which of the two did you want to cover next? All right now, I want to cover the Flash. Okay. Um, just real quick. Uh, so there, there's a whole, there was a whole bunch of controversy about you know this movie still releasing. Uh, obviously, because of the Ezra Miller situation, um, while while I feel like I feel, I always feel like that because you're human, give everybody a second chance. I kind of have been a little iffy about when it comes to letting this movie uh, sell, and also having a possibility for him to keep his job. But there have been a lot of people, including James Gunn and Tom Cruise, who have seen cuts of the movie and almost the movie in its entirety and said that this needs to be released like right now. And hearing that gives me hope that this is actually going to be one of the best superhero movies of all time. I'm going that far just because they're hyping it up that way. And especially in the trailer, because they're doing a lot of um, a lot of risky stuff, including yeah. 
bending snack Zack Snyder's uh, universe and incorporating Michael Keaton Batman's universe, bringing uh, in Supergirl, bringing in uh, <clears throat> this world Supergirl and not making her the OG blonde skirt version and doing a more you know uh, a Snyder version of Supergirl, uh, which I'm personally excited for, and and also this being a flashpoint story um and not just one berry going through it but two berries going through it and they're both Ezra Miller um so they're doing a lot when it comes to this movie i'm hoping that this is going to be really a really long movie like i'm hoping for 3 hours uh just so that they can cover everything my honest opinion about this releasing i actually cannot wait I really, really, really want to see this movie, like, really bad. My first ever Flash comic that I ever read was Flashpoint Paradox. The first Flash animated movie I watched was Flashpoint Paradox. In my game room, I have uh, the Flashpoint Flash and his comic book, like, together, stamped on my wall. So, like, that is my favorite um, storyline concept of, of any superhero comic line of all time i've always been fascinated by flashpoint so and i was happy with what the flash tv show did with with flashpoint it was a different take but i was with it and i like how him creating flashpoint made like problems with making savitar like i loved all that like that was completely different so when it comes to flashpoint that's like my baby <laughs> so I don't I don't want them to mess up Flashpoint for me. Like Flashpoint is my stuff. You know what I mean? But I am really excited. I can't wait to see um I can't wait to one thing that I, that I can't wait to see is General Zod again. Yes. Cuz he is he is my favorite representation of Zod like of all time. My dad's is the original 70s uh Zod from uh, Christopher Reeve's uh, Superman. He's great. But mine has always, always been the Zod from Man of Steel. And I can't wait to see him again and see how he is a big problem in this story. Because he's going to be a problem. Um, yeah, and this trailer, seeing Michael Keaton get down, but in a different way now. Like, now that we have, like, technology, we can actually see him get down more than we ever see it, seen in a, um, Batman. His, his Batman is going to be really good. I think his Batman was uh, Batman Forever. Um, yeah, I just I just can't wait. I'm actually really excited. I'm just very scared because again, like Flashpoint is like my baby. So yeah, no, no, I I completely understand what you mean. I mean, um, I I'm very excited uh, when it comes to Flash. When it comes to the Ezra Miller stuff, I uh yeah. I, yeah, that, that's so, all you really have to say. <laughs> so I, I read about some of the stuff that he did, and it's just like, really? Like, I'm not going to speak on it, because that's a whole different topic. But, well, it's not really a whole different topic, but <laughs> uh, it's just not something I want to get into. Yes. Uh, so what he did was not good stuff at all. And... Like, I understand, like, obviously giving people second chances, forgiving them. And if he's really trying to change and reform, then great. I mean, like, people can change and reform. Justin Bieber went from doing drugs and racing cars to 
singing worship songs. Like <laughs> people change, and that's great if he does, you know, reform himself a little bit. But at the same time, it's like <sighs> I don't know. I think that he is a decent Flash, but I want them to do one of two things. Obviously, they're going to release the movie. I either want them to release it, and <clears throat> um, if it does well, keep a very close eye on him and make sure that he does not get into any of this other trouble stuff. And if he does, pull another flashpoint and get another flash. Like, that, or, or another thing is if this movie does well, he would sacrifice himself to the multiverse in the end. And another flash would come out. <clears throat> Grant Gustin would come out and kind of take over for him, which I think they could work that in if they wanted to. But overall, for the movie, I'm very excited just because very unpopular opinion. But Batfleck is one of my favorite Batmans just because that's very unpopular, but that's OK. But. Like the way he fought in Batman v Superman, like that felt like the most comic book fight I've ever seen when he was in the warehouse. I I, I loved I loved when he was getting down on the people like, oh, my goodness. So like his yeah. version of Batman is brutal. It's experienced yeah. and it's fluid. And yeah. so I, I, I love his Batman. Um. And I know people are like, oh, Christian Bale. I like Christian Bale a lot. And his Batman is great. There's a few gripes I have with it, but that's another topic. Um, but he is great. But I personally love Batfleck. And the fact that he's coming back at least for this one last movie just feels, fills me with such hope. It's, yeah. it's great. Something else I saw in the trailer as well is in the Flashpoint Paradox uh, uh, animated movie. <clears throat> the way they did it was Superman was locked in a lightless cage, so he was a skinny little uh, but then came out and was like, boy, I can still wreck you. Um, they're doing that, but with Supergirl. Which, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, why don't you just get Superman? This is a different Flashpoint. Yeah. Like, Flashpoint is literally about changing things. So, I'm okay with it. Um, and the fact that, that Zod is coming back, like you said, great interpretation of Zod. Um, the fact that I... I I'm going to have to see how it plays out, but Ezra Miller playing two, two, maybe three versions of The Flash is like... Ugh. I, I'm skeptical, but excited. Well, well, the thing is, with, with Ezra Miller's Flash, like, like this is putting all the crazy stuff they did to the side. In my opinion, he has played one of the best Barry Allens of all time. My opinion. Like, he's like, like, this is Grant Gustin, and then this is Ezra Miller. But, like, he's still really high up in ranks for me. For so the people I who... Loved... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, for the people who are listening, he just put Grant Gustin slightly above Ezra Miller. Right. Just and... because a lot of people listen instead of watch. No, yeah, that, that was good. That was good. Um, no, but seeing Ezra Miller in Justice League, um, in both Justice League, Zack, Zack Snyder being the best one, he was 
fantastic. Uh, he, Ezra Miller knew exactly where to put the comedy in. He knew exactly where to put like the actual devastation in, to put the devastation with the comedy in, and knowing how to really envelop his version of Barry Allen is actually very genius. Like, this is me giving him props for his acting ability, for creating his own Flash and not creating, like, the Grant Gustin legacy Flash. Um, to where I do believe that Ezra Miller is, like, when I see him play the Flash, he is the Flash. Like, when he was on Peacemaker, he was the Flash. When he was slightly in Suicide Squad, he was the Flash. You know what I mean? Like, I believe, like, Ezra Miller was the Flash. So... I'm not scared about him being Barry Allen and fantastic in The Flash. I'm just scared about the other stuff he's going to do in real life. That'll <laughs> affect uh, how the continuation of the DCU will be from now on. Because um, I feel like with what he did and what Warner Brothers, Warner, uh, what Warner Brothers is doing right now is kind of like for him like a, a a a lesson. Yeah. And I'm just hoping by the end of Flash, like let's let's just presume that he stays and he creates his new universe and it's got to stay that way. Um, that he stays. I hope that he just doesn't do anything crazy in real life, just because he's such a good Barry Allen. In in my opinion. Like, I do want to see more of his version just because he got me hyped for it when when I watched uh, Justice League and Peacemaker and all that. So, yeah, I, I want to see more of him, but he just needs to chill out. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Agreed. Agreed. I think we can universally agree on that. Um, also, <clears throat> if you're hearing this in the podcast or anything and you hear, like, little background noises, sometimes my mic splits through his speaker so i hope it's not too loud it shouldn't be too loud i hope uh <laughs> but um yeah so very excited but skeptical for the real life version um yeah. so i think we're just gonna cover one more trailer uh yep. the one that i'm just gonna side cover for like two seconds was the secret invasion trailer yeah um it looks good um Nothing really new was revealed. The Super Scrolls seem like they're in it, so that's cool. Uh, if this plays a larger part in Marvel, great. Uh, if they do it right, um, I don't have much to say about it because they didn't reveal much about it. <laughs> it's it's not only that; it's kind of scary when you're not really as excited for a Marvel a Marvel project anymore. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of at that point, and I never thought I'd be at that point. That you're more excited for DC behind. than Marvel. That's what I'm saying. Like, like even even when I was younger, I was always more of a DC fan than a Marvel fan. Yeah. But when the movie started coming out, it started shifting just because you know there were different story storylines that I like. Like I told you, I did not like Captain America in the, in the comic books, but I love Captain America in the MCU. So like it, they started changing my mind about it, and then that's why I got more into it. But now I'm at this point to where it's like, oh well. Now it kind of feels like whatever, just because of what has come out and the amount that's coming out. Like, I even feel like, not even feel like, everybody knows that you can have too much of a good thing. And they've been doing way too much just because they thought that they were, you know, doing such a winning thing when it came to putting out so many stuff in 
one year. One year. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and see, and, and I would rather have quality over quantity. Because if you have a really good story, you're not going to care how long it's... Well, you're going to care, but you're not going to care about how long it's going to take to be put out. It, once you, uh, uh, you know, unless you know it's not good. Uh, and that's one thing that I've been kind of struggling when it comes to the MCU now is that I wasn't like as crazily hyped for Secret Invasion as I feel like I should have been. Just because one thing that I loved, I loved, I loved in the comic books was the Super Scrolls taking over the Fantastic Four's powers. That was like the craziest thing to me that I ever like that I ever saw as a kid. So the fact that we have that opportunity now, I should be like. But I'm not, oh my god, right now. You know what I mean? I'm more, oh my god, about the Flash. And Ezra Miller did his crap. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's that's pretty weird. So I don't know. I I, I hope it's good. Obviously, we're gonna watch it, but I'm I'm kind of whatever about it, I guess. I think it's it's at the point now because don't get me wrong. When we heard that Secret Invasion was possible, like two years ago, when they were like, oh, they might, or no, no, this was before Captain Marvel because they were like, oh, they're gonna bring scrolls into it. Me and Javen were losing our minds. Um, but then we saw how they did scrolls in Captain Marvel. And we were like, ha, okay. Um, and now it seems like they're going to be doing scrolls the right way. But they are not implemented well right now. And they are not implemented enough for us to be like hyped about it. It's 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 so contradicting. I feel like with the scroll story, like obviously they're gonna have a have an explanation why these scrolls aren't good. But I kind of th- okay. This is gonna sound so crazy. Okay. Okay. This is gonna sound so crazy. Okay. But this is just how I was raised with the scrolls. Okay. I want to be racist towards the scrolls. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I want. I want to be prejudiced towards them. Like, like that's, that's how they were portrayed to me. Like, a scary race that just wants to take over and steal the world and work for a whole bunch of people like Thanos and Kang at some point. Like, like th- this is how I see them. Like, I see them as one of, as one of the bad guys. And when they showed us Captain Marvel, I was trying to put them in that light because that's how they put them at first. Like, yes, the scrolls are bad. I'm scared. What are they going to do? And as soon as I saw that they were an endangered species, I was like, yeah, now I have to, now I have to care about them. Like, no, like this is, you guys had a winning situation. I felt like they had a winning situation with the scrolls being bad. Like there's a lot of story to cover. Uh, like, I feel like that was a good way to uh, bring in the fantastic four, maybe. But, um, and then now they're trying to make the scrolls bad. Now it just feels contradicting just because I don't want it to, be personified as the way uh, there's some bad humans and there's some good humans type of thing. I don't want that for the scrolls. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be one race that does something just, you know, bad stuff. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel like that might be part of the problem with the MCU is that they're personifying everything. They're trying to make uh everybody seem humanoid yeah uh, it, they're trying to put empathy for everyone <laughs> yeah they're trying to put empathy and comp uh and uh and complex emotion to other uh or other aliens 
stuff like that to where it kind of loses its flavor of this is a bad guy <laughs> yeah but the the it's a bad guy brings an energy towards what does he want who's in his way and who's gonna stop him uh-huh you know what i mean and now with the scrolls it's like okay well they're on their own trying to find the planet but then where are these scrolls messing up and are they a part of them? And it just brings up so many unnecessary questions when these super scrolls are probably going to try to take over Earth or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it was, it's already contradicting, and I hope that they have a very good explanation for it, and I really hope that they just pull me back in. Uh, but yeah, I'm just mad that I can't be racist towards the scrolls anymore. <laughs> Also, for uh, anyone listening and who has never seen us, I'm white, Jabin is black. There's no racism that happens here. But toward the scrolls, that's okay. <laughs> right, if, if there's any racism, it's literally towards fictional, fictional alien, outer space aliens. Yes. So, so literally, I, I'm just saying that I, I want, I want <laughs> to look, look down on scrolls because they're, they were trying to take us over in the comic books, but yep. not anymore. So... Agreed. Um, okay, so last trailer we're going to cover um, for this segment is, and this segment is going to take over most of the episode, just because our last segment, we don't have a ton of, like, news on, but we're still oh. super excited. Um, yeah. And we'll touch on once more comes more news, uh, you know, surfaces. But, oh, I got a sneeze. <coughs> oh. Pardon me, I hope that doesn't blow out my mic in the video. Oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> um, so the last one we're going to cover is uh, Spider-Man uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Yep. Um, Jabin, if you want to start on your thoughts on this, I need to recover from that sneeze for a second. Go ahead. You're good, you're good. Uh, so... The Spider-Verse continuation is in such such a winning situation and and one thing that you said about uh earlier about the secret identity thing we're talking about uh blue beetle i feel like i was about to say this but i felt like i wanted to save it till now i feel like the only the only character that i care about when it comes to secret identity stuff is probably spider-man and this iteration of Spider-Man and how Miles is trying to deal with his life being Spider-Man yeah. and Miles, it's so good to where, like, I would never have thought about the kid being totally disrespectful to his parents just because he's Spider-Man. Like, that's never, like, because Peter wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? He, yeah. Uh, well, well, hold on. Uh. Andrew Starfield would... But not to the point to where Miles is going. Yeah. To where, like, if, if, like, if Andrew Garfield was late to, you know, get the eggs, whatever, he'd be like, oh, man, fine, whatever. And, but he would actually go and do it rather than Miles, like, does it way too late. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Like, with it, like, that's not a Peter thing. So I like that we're getting a different Spider Man that has a different take on being Spider Man and Miles at the same time. And just the different, like, funny stuff. And he's Puerto Rican, so the fact that he has a B in Spanish is totally funny. I and laughed so hard. It's so good. Like, it, 
but it shows that I don't know. It has that same feeling that I get from the first movie. You know, like this is I don't know. This is our Spider-Man. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm excited just just because I know it's <laughs> not gonna be bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's such a big situation, and what's so good about their iteration of Spider-Man is that there's no way, in my mind at least, there's no way to do this horribly when you have such a wide variety of story that you can tell because not a lot of people know about Miles. So this is their time to actually put, you know, uh, like Miles is already on the map now, but now to actually like make the little, you know, details about his life and, and learn way more about him now, like we do Peter, because we know Peter's all around. Even in the in the movie, like in the trailer, it even was making fun of how every single Spider-Man's Uncle Ben died. Like, that's why they're Spider-Man. So I thought it was so freaking funny and so meta at the same time that we're seeing Miles go through something, uh, a different Spider-Man going through something that we've never seen before. And yeah, it's just a winning situation. I'm here for it. Um, one thing that I'm hoping for, which is probably not going to happen, we, we obviously know that PS4 Spider-Man is in it. I'm hoping that the original voice actor might do like a little like sentence or whatever, just so that we could go, oh, oh, oh. But then other than that, I'll, I'll be set for life. Yeah. Because um, cause he's, he's in my top like three favorite Spider-Man. Oh, same. Um, that, that's all I got to say. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for it. It's great. The soundtrack is going to be good because uh, the producer Metro Boomin is going to be doing the track and he has some slap. So I can't wait to hear the soundtrack. Um, yeah, I'm in for it. Give your thoughts, dude. I'm in. So I am super excited because I had never read up on Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. But in the PS4 Spider-Man game, they had those suits. And so I was like, hmm. So I didn't do a ton of research, but I did a little bit into that Spider-Man. And he's great. Uh, he's way more brutal than Peter. Um, oh, no, he's, he's really bad. Like, he yeah. does not care about anything. It's crazy. Yeah. But what I love, oh, the dynamic that I love in the trailer, I love it so much, is that Miguel O'Hara and Oscar Isaac, amazing actor, voice actor, all of the above. Um, but it's the fact that he's acting like, um, oh, my gosh. It's the fact that he's acting like Miles is not supposed to exist. So good, isn't it? Dude, it's because here's the thing. Peter Parker of I forget what Earth they're on, but Peter Parker of that Earth was supposed to die. And he did. But that was supposed to be okay. So that Spider-Man is gone. I think the spider was created by Kingpin and all them, wasn't he? Or he no no no. The spider came through the the portal that Kingpin created. You never realized that, did you? That's why the spider was like glitching. Because it is the first thing that came through the portal, not the spider people. And you saw a test number on its back, which means people were trying to create those spiders. I think Javen just had a reality crash for anyone listening. 
watch. Oh my god, this. This fool's losing his mind. <laughs> oh my god! No, dude, this. Oh my god, this makes it even better because it's like a. It's like a. Oh my god! Oh wow! Okay, wow. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Okay, whoa, whoa. Oh. Oh my god. So, well, 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 you're contemplating that. I'll continue. Um, so, yeah. Um, so the spider's the first thing that came through the portal. So he's not technically supposed to exist because that spider did not exist on his Earth. Technically. So, the fact that Miguel, Miguel O'Hara is basically like, he doesn't say this in the trailer, but he's basically like, you're a mistake. You're not supposed to be a spider person. And Miles and, you know, Gwen are still doing their thing. That's cool. I like them together. I hope they continue on their romance story because they're really good together. Um, also, the voice for Spider-Gwen is magnifique. Um, Haley Steinfeld, <clears throat> my crush. If you saw the Marvel parts that we put out, you'll know that. But um, they're great. But the fact that. It seems like Miles does something or is or isn't able to save someone. And basically tells Miguel O'Hara, send me back, send me back to my earth. Miguel O'Hara is like, I can't. No, like you're not supposed to be here in the first place. I can't just send you back. At least that's what the trailer made it seem like. And then on top of that. It seems like Miguel O'Hara has a power trip. Like. He, I don't know if he technically leads all the spider people, but that's how he acts. Is that he is, is that he is the leader of all the spider people. Um, and when Miles disobeys an order, he literally sends the entire spider legion after him. And like the spider army unite, I suppose, because I mean, you see that scene at the very end where miles crashes through the wall and then like 50 other Spider-Men crash through the wall. Yeah. It's, it's like a, and this, this does not have to do with race because obviously Miguel O'Hara is, is he Puerto Rican as well? No, he's or is it Mexican. Mex Mexican. Okay. Um, but the fact that, he it's like one of these things is not like the others because Spider-Man is supposed to be Spider-Man. Miles was never supposed to be Spider-Man. So I am super excited for this movie. And if they give me another scene that makes me feel the way that What's Up Danger made me feel. I kid you not. I blasted that song on my runs that I took and still occasionally yeah. take. But that's one of the songs that I blast whenever I go. And that's my. That's my sprinting section because, yeah. oh my gosh, it's such a good, it was such a good moment in the movie. Um, I got chills down my spine watching that. Uh, so if they give me that, I'm happy. Um, so yeah, we're both very excited about it. Um, can't wait to see what else is shown. Oh, and the fact that they reference Doctor Strange and uh, Earth 1999999 Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. 
which confirms that they exist in the universes, but they might actually show up. Dude, um, think, about, think about Miguel just watching what Tom Holland's Spider-Man did, dude. Dude, he was like, probably sitting there like, ay Dios mio. Wait, that's probably... Whoa. Whoa. What? That's... Whoa, okay, 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 okay. Theory. <laughs> what are you theory. doing? Okay, I'm sorry, my mind is still blown about the spiders. <laughs> uh, uh, theory. What if Michael, um, Miguel, almost went to that universe so that he could stop all the villains from coming? Like, they, he realized that the other Spider Man's villains, like, in his, where they're at started like disappearing and go, trying to like go to that universe instead or like saw like portals and stuff bro what if also almost like did something that's true also side note uh he says dr strange and that nerd from 19999 because he doesn't know a secret identity because the spell that dr strange cast literally made everyone forget that that specific spider-man was peter parker yeah so he doesn't know that's peter parker he just knows it's spider-man Anyway, um, moving on. So we're both super excited for that. So uh, segment two, like I said, it's going to be very short uh, just because not a ton of uh, news about this, um, but super, super excited for it regardless. And here's the thing. I was not a huge fan of these games, like playing them. But watching people play them and watching theories about them, <clears throat> shout out game theory, are my favorite because yeah, Matt Pat, my guy. Um, so we're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie coming out. Uh, Jabin does not know some things that I'm about to say, so we're gonna see his reactions. I don't know anything, I don't know anything <clears throat> about the movie. So, so do you know who William Afton is? Of course, I know who William Afton is. Purple Man, right? Yep, Purple you know Guy. Who, you know who they got to play him? Who? The guy that plays Shaggy in the Scooby Doo movies. He has the look. Yeah, and he's growing out that scraggly beard. Oh, perfect. I'm in. So, he okay. is William Afton. Um, Michael Afton, the one who goes around as the security guard yeah. and everything, you know who he's being played by? Josh Hutcherson. Really? Bridge to Terabithia, Red Dawn, yeah. Josh Hutcherson. Okay. I can, you, know, you know what? I can see that. I can see that. I need, to, I need to see them, like, side by side to, like, see if they actually, like, look the same. Yeah. But, Loki, I could see Josh Hutcherson as a security guard. He has that, like, filler face. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, there's actually set photos that were released of Josh Hutcherson, um, or they were leaked, technically. But set photos of him in a mall in a security guard uniform, like, beating someone to the ground in a pond, in in one of those fountains. He has someone in the fountain beating them to the ground. That's tight. Okay, okay, that makes me excited. Um, also... Do you know who 8-Bit Ryan is? YouTuber. Let me search him up real quick, because I might have seen him in, like, like in a video, but don't know who he is. Hold on. 8-Bit Ryan. 
Hold on a second, a second. Okay, you're good. But I just want to see what he looks like. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I mentioned him, because there's four YouTubers that went, but the reason I mentioned him is because he's the first one I watched out of any of these four YouTubers. Um, okay, yeah, I've seen, I've seen one video of his, yeah. So, 8-Bit Ryan, great YouTuber, by the way. Uh, Daco, and then there were two others who I haven't really seen too much. Um, but all four of them were invited out to the set to meet the cast and to meet uh, Scott Cawthon. And they said that they're giving their honest opinion. They said that it looks like it is going to be a phenomenal movie. They saw the animatronics and they saw like scenes being shot. They said it looks like it's going to be insane. Um, did, did Mark Markiplier go? Because he's my favorite. Well, no, uh, but there's a rumor that he's going to cameo in the movie. Okay, because because he because he has a really good re good relationship with Scott, so that's why I was asking. Just because he's my favorite of all oh, time, yeah. like I grew up watching uh, his Five Nights at Freddy's videos. So did I, and plus he's the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I can't do that right now because of my sniffles, but I can normally do that pretty well. No, no, that was uh, literally perfect. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I love Markiplier. He's great. But anyway, um, so another thing is the actors already revealed. I don't know if they were supposed to, but the guy playing William Afton revealed that they signed on for a three-movie contract. Five That's Nights at Freddy's 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super excited about it. Haven't seen any of the animatronics or the trailer or nothing like that is out yet. But <clears throat> if they can streamline the story of Five Nights at Freddy's, plus Scott Cawthon is directly involved, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's. Genius. So yeah. so yeah, he's got to. So if they can streamline the story of Five Nights at Freddy's because it is so convoluted. That Matt Pat literally had to take, I think he has like 50 some videos up directly on Five Nights at Freddy's. And again, if you yeah, guys don't know was... who that, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you guys don't know who that is, go look up Game Theory on YouTube. Fantastic channel. But it's so convoluted. It's a great story, but it is all over the place. But so coming from someone who's played all of them, um, it's even worse when you play the games, dude. Like it, because you have one. Because when you're playing the game, you have you have a certain idea where the story takes you, and then you try to think about the other games, and sometimes it feels contradicting. So that's why it's so convoluted, just because all the timelines are all over the place, and it's not at the same points when you played the game. Like for example, uh, technically. The first Five Nights at Freddy's is like the third, like or fourth installment of that franchise. Yes. And then like Sister Location was like one of the first ones. I was like, wait, what? That like yeah. what? And and playing coming from a gamer who's played one, two, and three, four, and then Sister Location, it's like okay, Five Nights at Freddy was one was was the thing, and then Five Nights at Freddy's two said that they were before Five Nights at Freddy one. I was like, whoa, wait, 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 what's going on? So it, it's it's a lot jumping around. And then the books that gets even oh jeez, it's because some are canon and some are not, and MadPat had to figure out which ones uh, were were which. So yeah, this is one of the most complicated stories of all time, but again, one of the best for some reason. 
Um, because my personal favorite uh playing uh, Final Fantasy game playing is Sister Location. That is probably the best Final Fantasy game of all time, in my opinion. I I didn't like get scared as 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 much with the other games that I did with that one. Like that one was like extremely terrifying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I can't wait either. But I'm just hoping that they're gonna go timeline wise rather than franchise wise like they like he did with the games yeah i mean it, it seems like they will because william and michael are already going to be in it so like right. <clears throat> i mean william's a given but the fact that the, we know who michael is and the fact that he's already becoming a security guard means that if you go watch you know the the theory he's going around trying to find william because yeah. Yeah. he's you know it's a whole story but it seems like that's the route they're going, and I'm really happy about that because it should give some good context as to exactly what is going on. Yeah, most definitely, and and I want to see the explanations for like the the bite of '83 and '87, especially the bite of '87. Uh, I think it was '83 where the kid gets uh, his head, the crying uh, child, crushed from the the Fre- uh, the Golden Freddy animatronic. Yep. Because I want to, I want to see if they like delve into more of the bites and the and how you know how crazy that was for the kid. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for that just because seeing that in Final Fantasy Four was like very like traumatizing. Yeah. Um, and again, Final Fantasy Four is probably my second favorite. Um, because it was so different. It was it was very different, and what was crazy about it is that it was all in this kid's head. Yep. That and that that's that's what was scary is that these these animatronics these iterations of these animatronics weren't even real, and his own imagination and was psyching himself out. Yeah, and you had to find a way to get through that. Like that's such it was so different. I love that. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I hope it explains stuff easier. Um, I'm hoping that he does it in like in its own universe, so it's not like a part of the games. I hope it's in his own universe where he can like kind of explain it to where it'll make the video game and the book universe make sense you, you know what i'm saying yeah so i hope it's it's a, it's its own thing just so that it's more opportunity to do whatever you want so yes yeah, i'm excited yeah i absolutely agree and if you guys have not seen any five nights freddy's games if you don't like horror games then don't watch them but if you want to be entertained go watch markiplier go watch game theory go watch 8-bit ryan Kenshin, you know, whoever you want to watch, have they those, those that I mentioned at least, and Jacksepticeye also all have great Five Nights at Freddy series. Um, but we're super excited for the movie. The games are great. Um, so yeah, I think that's about it. Um, so we're super excited to be back. Um, and recording, like I said, we're going to be doing one a week on Sundays. Uh, 12 o'clock PST, 3 o'clock EST. Uh, and we are going to try and increase what we do in the sense of, um, like, oh, wow, that feedback's really bad. I can't, <laughs> um, sorry, it just blasted my ears for a second. Um, but in terms of, like, doing collabs, maybe, or hearing from you guys, we'd love to hear questions that you guys have or topics that you want us to cover um and we have a youtube channel for that if you guys want to comment or um our email um 
maybe we'll put it in the, the description i don't know but we'd love to hear from you guys uh we're also like i said working on maybe some collabs soon we'll have to see um of people other people's opinions and what they think so uh i think that's all i have to say any final comments jabin um yeah just letting everybody know uh since since we are going to be more uh scheduled when we do the podcast we're going to in we're going to invite different people um to the podcast as our guests so we were thinking about you know having people get their thoughts on the certain uh, topic that we're gonna have for that week um it can be someone who you know reviews comics or like different comedians or maybe someone in our family can come and just jump in and see what they think you know so we're thinking about you know making this just a little more um having someone else jump into our conversation too just so that we can have you know something a little different and a different take uh for other people that are watching that aren't like crazy nerds or whatever like that maybe we can invite someone else who doesn't have that you know that point of view that we both do and getting their take on stuff so yeah we're just experimenting and having fun about it but we appreciate everyone who's watching listening downloading all that good stuff thank you for the support we we uh we appreciate it a lot that's partially what keeps us going with this because you know uh i feel like we wouldn't have a lot of motivation if there wasn't you know anyone really going to be invested in it especially putting you know putting our money down so it's it, it's a big deal for us so thank you for everyone who's watching listening downloading all that good stuff um yeah just let us know what you want we'll do it maybe so yeah yeah and uh let us know what you thought of the intro because it was a hot mess <laughs> yeah, we, we tried, we tried, but say it's straight trash or it's okay, let us know. Yeah, we're either going to refine it or just go back to hey guys. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so that's it for this time. So, uh, gosh, my brain just went blank. My train of thought, my train of thought just went off the rails. All right. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good, you're good. All right, so that's it for this time. So thank you everyone so much for watching and we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Peace.